you, Lord God. Give him a hand clap. Lord God, we just praise you and thank you, Father, for your amazing grace is truly amazing. And Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning with open hearts, that you would open our eyes to see you with greater clarity. Lord Jesus, that you would open our ears to hear your small, still voice speaking to our hearts. Lord God, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us this morning. God, that you would just download into us. Father, that we would walk away changed because you've done something in our life. And God, we thank you that you're a God that does for us what we cannot do for ourselves when we just yield our life to you. Father, your word says not to be anxious about anything, but to rejoice in all things. And just bring our petitions to you with thanksgiving. Bring the things that are in our heart. God, maybe there are things here in, in our hearts that nobody knows about, only, the, only be, between the person and you. But Lord God, your word says to bring those things, to come boldly to your throne of grace and bring those things with thanksgiving, meaning that we can trust you and we can look to you for our help. And you do amazing things through our lives. You open doors and you bring miracles into our life and you do things for us that uh, there's no way we can do for ourselves. And so, Father, we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks. And mostly, I guess, we give you thanks for, for your love for us, for sending your son to die on the cross to save us, to restore us back into relationship with you. So, Father, we pray this morning that you would do something in our lives, that you would touch us in a powerful, powerful way. And we pray all these things with expectation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You may be seated. At this time, I'd like to release the word to you. You guys are welcome to go back. As many of you know, uh, this past week, there was a group of men that went to the Men's Summit at Gateway Church uh, in South Lake. We went, and it was really, really powerful. You know, God, God is about doing something in our lives when we yield to Him. And we talk about this at the men's group on a regular basis, that the men are the leaders of the home. They're the leaders in the church. And they're the leaders in our community. And so, men, we need to step up and take that rightful role and position. And we need to do that in a godly way, not in a dictatorial or uh, mean kind of way. But the Word says that, that men are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And we know that Christ gave his life for the church. And so are we loving our wives in that manner? Are we taking our rightful position? Because somebody will. And, uh, you know, if we as men don't take our rightful role, then we're really uh, a lot. We have a lot of strong women here, guys. And wives look at me, don't look at one another right now. But I'm married to a strong woman, so I know. But And if I don't take the lead, she will. But that's not her designed role and purpose. And so we need to take the rightful role and position as, as leaders of our home. Now, let me say this. It doesn't mean that it's value-based. It doesn't mean that women are less than men. It just means as men, we have a different role and responsibility. And women, you can be grateful for this. We're going to be held accountable as men. So, you know, you've kind of got a free pass on that. But uh, listen, women are, are really important. Wives are really important. You're influential, and you, you help bring balance to us as men sometimes. Uh, and we appreciate that. There are some times when I'll, I'll be about to do something, and Christine will say, you, you really want to do that? You sure you don't want to think about this? Uh, let me give you a different perspective. And so I'm really appreciative of that. But uh, still, nonetheless, uh, we're called to lead our homes 
as, as men lead, be leaders in the church and the communities. And, um, and there's a saying, as goes the head, goes the re- so goes the rest of the body. And so are we leading well? Are we leading strong? Are we leading godly? And strong men will mean stronger families, uh, stronger marriages, stronger relationships. It will equate to a stronger church. It will equate to a stronger community. Man, I tell you, the, the benefits are uh, phenomenal. But what I want to do is uh, I want to, I've, I've asked the men, some of the men that, that went on, uh, on this trip to come up and share. You know how when the, the women go to the women's conference, it's, it's really of great value to hear what God is doing in them and, and speaking to them. And so this morning I wanted to do that, and uh, I've, I've only given them, allotted them like three or four minutes, and, and I have a stopwatch here. <laughs> You know, there's a scripture that says says the the anointing breaks the yoke. And Pastor Don uh, at our home church, when he would have people come up, he'd say, "Now, the anointing breaks the yoke, not the rules." So, uh, so I'm going to be watching these guys that they don't go over. But I really want them to come and share their hearts with you because I think it's important. Again, the leaders of the home are the leaders in the church. And, and so I think it's important what, what they've done. The first man I would like to invite up is Cliff Tudor. Come on out, Cliff. And, uh, <laughs> and, and when you speak, guys, if you would hold, hold the, the mic up to your chin. Just touch your chin touch with it. Chin. It may feel a little uncomfortable. But Cliff, uh, have a seat here. And uh, we're just going to, this is going to be an informal uh, kind of, session this morning so if you're visiting with us this is a little atypical for what we normally do but you know uh the holy spirit often will do things it's a little different than what we would have planned right and the holy spirit is the orchestrator and the director for life fellowship so he's the boss whatever he says to do is what we'll do but i I believe that uh, all these guys have something to share so i think i'll probably use my four minutes up so cliff you're on okay well I had a goal with going to the conference. Um, I had had some weaknesses in my life that uh, since I started coming to this church, it's been amazing transformation. But I still had some areas that I feel I wasn't moving fast enough for my timeline. And uh, so God put on my heart that I needed to go to um, a church that we really like going to for conferences gateway in dallas and it's like a life fellowship on steroids (laughs) so you have to picture what it's like picture being in this comp this church but having 4500 men godly men and when they stand up i mean arms come up the worship music i mean you just cannot help but engage i mean i guess you can help you know we all have will yeah, but the right. thing is, is I went with a, uh, a goal to totally engage and let down my walls. And that's what happened this weekend, is the walls of Jericho came down. So I've got lots of baggage, did have lots of baggage that I've been dragging around for a lot of years. I was married before, and I never quite stepped up as a husband. And uh, it was my goal to be the godly husband that that God always wanted me to be. And uh, I know now that God truly loves me. He's always there. And it's not up to me to have to know everything. There's prayer. He's there for you. All you got to do is ask. So every day, 
I take the time. I, I get up early just so I have quiet time and, and come to the Lord and uh, seek Him, seek His face, so to speak. And uh, He gives me the grace, and the mercies are new every day, you know? So, and I just, all through the day, I just try to stay with Him in His presence. And it's been an amazing thing. One of the, in closing, was our last uh, worship. And one of the things I wanted to do was learn to engage more during worship because it is so powerful, and their worship is, was very powerful. But I just felt the Holy Spirit take over me, and I just could not stop worshiping. It was so powerful. And, uh, in fact, I think Mike LeCompte had to actually hold me down because I was lifting up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we were on a balcony, too. We, yeah. we didn't want him to fall over yeah. the side or anything. But <clears throat> I tell you... If you've got a chance to go, it's the most amazing thing. So in, in finishing up, I, I just say that uh, I've got a, a respect and a love for God that I never had before. And the fact that uh, I know I love my wife more than I ever loved her before. Yeah, and before you leave, uh, and many of you, well, I guess most all of you know, uh, Cliff and Karen. And, and, you know, the thing that I really love about them is their hearts to serve. They, they just, uh, we have this acronym here, WIT, whatever it takes. And they are, when you see WIT in the dictionary, if you were to see it, you would see these guys' picture. Because just whatever, whatever's needed. And, and it's not just doing it, it's like with the right heart. It's like, man, what can I do? Because I want to serve the Lord. I want to serve this church. I want to serve the people of this church, pastors, or anything you want me to do. And I could ask them to do anything, and I, I know that they would do it. They would do it with the right heart with the right spirit, they would do it with excellence, and they would do it with love, and uh, you guys are just awesome, and we're so glad that you're here, and so thankful for all that you do, there's a lot of things that they do behind the scenes that nobody ever knows about, and, uh, but, but I'm so glad that you went, thank you for sharing, thank you for sharing, all right, Cliff here, thank you, uh, next up is Mr. Lewis Perrin, uh, we were going to try to get a, a picture of him up here, but I don't think we were able to. This, now, let me tell you, this is a man's man here. This is a man. This is a man. They were interviewing some people, and uh, I, I grabbed the, the guy with the mic and the camera. I said, come over. You, you need to talk to this guy. This guy's a man. He, he had a, a habanero pepper with a ghost pepper sauce on it that was dripping off of it. I mean, yeah, the guy, the guy in front of him, he, he, his uh, sauce was kind of dripping off his pepper, and, and Lewis grabs his pepper and just wipes it under there. G give me some more of that hot sauce. I can't even imagine how hot those things are. But uh, and, and we had some fun with that. But uh, Lewis, uh, share with us and keep the, the mic all the way on your chin, if you would. Well, I, I think it was probably due to pain, but I don't remember much about that experience with the pepper. <laughs> um <clears throat> When I was being interviewed right after that Pepper experience, they asked, what is it you were looking to get out of this, uh, uh, this conference today? And, uh, you know, I, I told them then I knew we were going to be getting a lot out of the different uh, speakers up there, but that what I was really looking forward to was the bonding uh, with the gentlemen and the brothers that were up there with us and that were with, up there with me from this church. And during the speaking, I picked up, several things that 
I'm going to have to work on in private. Maybe perhaps someday I'll tell you about those. But it's, it's with my wife. I'm going to have to you know clear up, clear up some things with her and get that clear. But the one thing that I can pass on to you, the one uh, thing that really made an impression on me, uh, it started out in the first session and it carried all the way through. And that's that uh, as Christians and as men, we have to stop being apologetic for our faith. Uh, our society uh, has gotten to the point now where they want us to do things like Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Uh, they don't like the idea of even hearing God bless you and things of this nature. And it's, it's no, I'm not going to be apologetic for my faith any longer. I'm going to, to step up and in each and every chance I get, let them know that I'm a Christian and let them know that not only do I believe in the Christian values, I'm going to live those values. Amen. And that was, you know, that was perhaps one of the strongest things I caught. And then I just wanted to, to make sure I think I'm probably down to, down to You're good. 20 seconds left here. No, so. you have two minutes. Well, I, yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one of the other things that, uh, that was a, a, a major subject was gentlemen step up uh, to be a mentor and also to look for active mentoring yourself. And uh, for those that weren't able to attend, uh, this was a big deal. This was something that was talked about a lot. And I want to encourage you for this. And I'm going to even try and provide a little bit of guidance if I can, because you may not realize it, but you've got some gentlemen out here that are just absolutely great mentors, depending upon what it is you're looking for in your life. Uh, Pastor Mark, right here beside me, you want to learn how to worship? Mm -hmm. This man will worship on a quick wind. I mean, it doesn't take much at all. You want to learn how to worship, this is a man that you need to have mentoring you. You want to develop and step deep into your Christian walk with God, Christopher Sherrod right back there is a mentor. Buddy, it doesn't get much deeper than that. If you were here at Bible study a couple of weeks ago, you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't get much deeper than that. You want a service mentor? Pastor, you've already mentioned it. Cliff, right over here. He drove 500 miles. And the first day and a half of it, he was sick as a dog. And he never missed a beat. That's a service mentality. And you want to get in close with your family, and you want to learn what it's like to be a godly husband and a godly father, I'm going to point right over here to my brother Jason. Okay? If you guys are looking for a mentor, these guys will happily pick you up. But they've also learned the secret. In order to be a good mentor... You have to have a good mentor. You have to be willing to mentor, and you have to be willing to be mentored. And if you can do that, guys, ceiling's not even close to the limit. Amen. Amen. Lewis, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Awesome. Awesome. Not only is Lewis a man's man eating those peppers and stuff, man, I, I tell you what, uh, he's a great servant and a, another great uh, model of serving. And Lewis is, is really stepped up to to help with the uh the the video ministry and uh doing a great job thank you uh mr mike lecomp is in the house hold it up closer there you go good morning good morning um i got up this morning realized what time it wasn't yeah got out so fast i left my hearing aids uh -oh. got in the car and said oh my god i gotta go back and I said, what am I going to do? I think God said, this is a test. Go. We're going to take care of you. I said, but. He said, go. This is a test. <laughs> right. One of the things we learned over there, we have to die every day.
to the Lord Jesus. We have to die with them, take away our ambitions, our fears, our pride, and our selfishness. And these are one of the things we learned over there. Also, we have to be men in our faith, and we have to fight for our faith. We got to be tired of taking second seat to all and everything has come against us in our United States and the world. We have to go after and promote our faith like this man does in this congregation. And you women got more benefit out of this than we did, okay? We have to be bold. Yes, we are the head of the household, however common. Christ is the head of his church. His church is his bride. And we men cannot walk into our house and say, woman, cook the meal and have that attitude. No, it's just the opposite. Christ served his body, his wife. And we have to serve our lovely wives and honor them. And if we have to, we do have to do like Christ. We have to die for our wives. And that's the message. And the best part of going was to see 4,500 men and younger men, and most of them were younger than I, all there worshiping, receiving the Spirit. Even the policeman I talked to, he said, I said, how's your job? He says, what job? He said, I've never seen so many men opening doors and being courteous to each other. The Spirit, he says, I'm feeling the Spirit standing here. And like Cliff said, when the worship time came and the 4,500 men were on their feet and raising their hands and singing and praising the Lord and poor Chris, Cliff, I had to hold his belt because he wasn't even standing up. He was floating. <laughs> I had the privilege of rooming with Cliff. And the fellowship that we eight men experienced among ourselves was incredible. And guys, you need to really sign up and think about going next year. It is such a privilege I cannot express to you in probably a minute left. But it's, you have to really feel it, experience the Holy Spirit comes upon you like you cannot experience and appreciate the joy in my heart that I feel and will continue to feel and express to my wife my fellow parishioners, uh, it's, it's, I, can't, I can't express it. I really can't. It's the most wonderful thing that I've ever experienced. I've grown so much, and every day I've got to die to Christ in whatever area he points out to me. And, Pastor, thank you for bringing us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for going. Thank you, Mike. Another great example of, of serving is Mike. Uh, Mike and Irma, they, they, I just love their hearts. Uh, Mike is a giving, gracious gentleman. And uh, so, thank you so much, Mike. Next on the list, uh, Mr. Christopher Sharad is in the house. Mr. GQ. Look at him. Look at that swagger he's got going on there. <laughs> When I grow up, I want to be like Christopher Sherrod. <laughs> Hold the mic up to your chin, son, and <clears throat> give it to us. 
Well, let me start this clock over. Yeah, because I may, I'm, I'm I, may one to, I may I may need this on this guy here. I'm all one right. of the ones that I, I need notes. You know, all right, I, I need all right. notes. Um, you know, it really boils down to what type of man you want to be. It's really what it is, you know. And you said something pops in, in the beginning. Um, we know what Christ did for the church. He gave his all. He gave his life. So when I ask myself what type of man I want to be, my name is Christopher. And that literally translates to Christ's offer or the offer of Christ. And we know that Christ is our portion. So um, literally everything that I am is supposed to and meant to offer Christ to my wife, my bride. See, that's what, that's what the scripture says. The bride is the church and Christ is the bride's groom. So if I am my wife's groom, I'm literally supposed to do what I need to do to fully offer what God has portioned to her, which is Christ. So that means I have to take every opportunity that I, ha that I have, every opportunity that's presented to me, because I fail with some of the opportunities that I have, just to be honest, I have to take every opportunity that's presented to me to go and learn what it's like to be a man. And how can I be a man and offer my wife <clears throat> a godly man if I don't know the man? Yeah. You see, it's not that simple. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's real simple, you see. And, and so that's what we need to do as men. And I know a man says, well, you know, I got to work and I got to do this and I got to do that. But because I'm on a time limit, I won't give you all the scripture. It's in Philippians 3. Y'all can go and read it. But it talks about how we as, as men, um, all of our efforts, it's all garbage. What we're what we supposed to be doing is pursuing Christ and pursuing any and everything that's going to deepen our faith in him. If you're not doing that, everything else that you're doing is, is, is garbage. And that's straight out of the NLT. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it does use the word garbage in right at, in the context of human effort. I'm not making it up. It's in the Bible. Just read it. And so that's how we have to understand it. Yeah, we got to work and we got to do all of that. But our first and foremost responsibility to our families is to seek God. The work that comes after that, you know. I got bills and I'm I'm the only one working and all of that. And look, God has called us to be the priests of our home. We are not the providers. Nowhere in scripture does it says Christopher Jiry. <laughs> Jiry is 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 it means provider in 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 Hebrew. And God said, I am Jehovah Jiry. God the provider. I don't provide. I'm the steward of that which God has given me. So unravel it in your mind. Unlearn it in your mind that you are the provider for your family. You're not. You're the steward of what God gives you. And you have to go to him to get what it is that he has purposed for you and your family. And that's Christ. So 
next year, there's more than enough spaces for, for you if you want to go. And, you know, we, we, we hear the saying and we're familiar with, um, well, there's a will, there's a way. Well, we don't really have the money and things are tight. Well, if you have the will, God will make the way. You see? It's not that difficult. It really isn't. So that was my purpose. I didn't go there with any expectations of what I'm going to receive and, and all of that. The fellowship was beautiful. You know, I found myself, I had been to Gateway before, and I found myself just kind of, you know, mentoring some of the first-timers, you know. And um, just to see, you know, it's kind of like a kid learning how to walk and a kid um, first coming into a new experience, you know. If you've experienced that before, you, you know what it's like and you can appreciate the first time us learning or experiencing something for the first time. And so we went there with some on some type of premise of receiving something from God. And so when you see a new time, when you see a first time or a newcomer really getting fed and really getting something from God, it reinvigorates something in us. Because as men, we kind of go through this whole routine and, we, and it becomes real stagnant. Right. And, and it's just, oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I got to deal with the wife. Oh, I got to deal with the kids and all that other type of stuff. But when you see other people on fire, well, scripture is clear. Iron sharpens iron. You see, and sometimes we as men, we need that we need our short salt. We need our swords sharpened on a daily basis because it's a war that we're in, whether you realize or not. So you might as well go down fighting. But you won't go down because the victory is already ours because of Christ, right? And, and so you, we have to learn how to take every opportunity that we can as men, as the, as the head of our households, as the priests of our homes, to sharpen our iron with other men. And there's no way to do that but with God and, and pursuing everything that he has for us, regardless of what it costs us. Because he who gives up his life will gain his life. If you hold on to your life, you lose your life. So, And you're about to lose the mic. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Amen. I'm done. All right. So be blessed and um, Amen. thanks for walking with me. Amen. Amen. Thank you, son. You know, here, here's a man that uh, works shift work, rotating shift work. And he gets off on graveyards. What time do you get off on graveyards? 5.30 or 6 in the morning? 5.30. He'll make it home about 6. He gets home about 6 and comes to church on Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday he works graveyards. He's here. That's commitment. That That's sacrifice. <laughs> but I love that. Uh, uh, Christopher and Julia have, have you know, they're they're just willing like cliff and karen just whatever whatever's needed and uh, so thank you christopher next on the list mr J jason lucas is in the house i feel like a rapper or a wrestler <laughs> announcer or something i don't know all right yeah get the timer going get the timer going you know i it, i came up here and i'm after swag right there i'm after where's the voice of god yeah I was speaking to earlier. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, the man's man with the hot peppers, servant. You know, I, I was so blessed to spend the time with these men. You know, my desire going was to just build relationships, godly relationships with other men. And we did that. It was, it was amazing. And like Cliff was saying, you know, look at the picture that's behind our names. I mean, that, that was a worship experience. That was what it was like. That's just a very small segment of the uh, auditorium that we were in. That's just like a straight-on shot. Was that your shot right there? I believe, yeah. yeah and, we took that one a little bit earlier. And was that us right here? The, those are your hands in front of me. That's us. That's that's, that's us, us worshiping. Screen, that we took that picture. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it, it was a uh, it was an amazing experience. You know, every teaching every teaching had a different little little thing for it. But I'm going to tell you about the one that touched me the most was get back up again. The very last teaching. You know, we had just gotten out of that that area of worship that Cliff was talking about. So everybody, you know, the Holy Spirit is just residing upon us and. And it's just that you can feel his presence in the room. And Pastor Robert Morris, who we've been able to watch in the videos, he gets up there and he teaches about get up again. And he's talking about, about how many mistakes Peter made. How many, just to be honest, stupid things he said to Jesus <laughs> over the years. And how he failed so miserably by denying Christ three times. And there wasn't a man in that room that doesn't remember. There's not a man in this room that doesn't remember failing miserably at one point in their, in their life, in their walk with Christ. We've all failed miserably. Every woman in this room is right, right on the same page as the rest of the men as well. We all have failed Christ miserably. But, you know, the point was, he got up again. When Jesus rose out of the grave, he told the angels to tell the women... Tell my disciples and Peter that I've gone on to Capernaum. And Peter. Peter had just failed miserably. Jesus had just looked at him when he failed, while he was being beaten. But Jesus loved him enough that when he got up again, he wanted to make sure Peter got up again too. We fail miserably. Some of us do it daily. Some of us do it hourly <laughs> but because jesus got up again we can get up again get into acts afterwards hey peter got up again yeah. peter got up again he preached he walked he got up again enough to where when his shadow passed over people they were healed peter got up again we can get up again as well so that's what touched me that in the fellowship with the men you know we need to we as men need to stop being putting on church masks yeah. when we're around other men or the masculine mask the manly mask <laughs> i don't have any problems what do you mean problems i don't have any problem we all have problems and we all struggle with the exact same things yeah. men if you haven't had an opportunity come tuesday let's get these masks dropped let's get these masks taken off and let's let's hold each other up let, let's let the iron sharpen iron. Let's hold each other up and let's let's be what God has called us to be, men. Thanks. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Just in time. Yeah, right on. Great. Jason and, and Tanya are, are great examples of, of serving and 
you know, just uh, the things that the dynamics that they have going on in their family, adopting a nephew and raising him as their own. Uh, I can't say enough about these guys. And and Jason uh, Jason alluded to it, uh, but Tuesday night, guys, at 7 o'clock, we'll be meeting. We have our monthly meeting, and you need to be here. If you're a man, if this is your church home, you need to be here, guys. Uh, so thank you for that, Jason. Uh, next on the list is Chris Rendon is in the house. Come on down, Chris. Yeah. Hold the mic up to your, your chin. All right. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. No, I did no that. Worries, no I worries. did that. My bad. My bad. So uh, then one of the things that I prayed about yesterday was, I was like, oh, Lord, I was like, man, please let me be first speaking. Because, uh, <laughs> so it just goes to show you that the Lord has a plan, and it doesn't matter what you want. It's going to yeah. be his will. Yeah. So I'll start off by saying uh, before going, I, I'd never been, this was my first visit, or my first uh, summit. Uh, so my expectations were, they weren't low, but I didn't really have any expectations. I just went there with an open heart, an open mind, and I just wanting uh, to receive. Um, I went with uh, a bunch of other men of God that some of them I knew better than others. Some others, you know, I was hoping to get to know. And um, when we got in that van... The, uh, the bonding and the mentorship and just the lessons begin just to flow in. Um, the Lord, the Holy Spirit was definitely with us the entire time and just, just consistently and constantly feeding us. Um, when we got there uh, to the conference, um, each speaker would come up and you just kind of, whatever stuck out to you. you know, some, so a couple things really stuck out for me or really just uh, made an impression on me. Uh, one of those things was um, how to, that as a man uh, in the household, um, how you need to treat your wife, how you need to show her appreciation so that every time that she looks at you, she knows that you appreciate her and all that she does for you, for your children, and, and that so... Um, that, that's one of the main points that I got. I'm not gonna get too far. <clears throat> I got, I got uh, some tissues here. You know, real men can cry. It's men's so. conference. Men's conference. So, uh, <laughs> men's testimony. All right. <laughs> so, one of the other things that stuck out to me, um, you know, last year uh, when the the women's conference, uh, Miss Carol came back, and her testimony, uh, a big part of it was dying to yourself, and. I heard it, and I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm glad she got that out of her. And, or that, that didn't mean that. that I got into her. I'm glad she got that out of the conference. And I thought that was really awesome. Uh, you know, you can tell that it, it was awesome. And um, when we got home, uh, I asked my wife. I was like, uh, I was like hey, what, what does that mean? I have no idea what that meant. She explained it to me. And um, I was like, okay, all right, yeah. Died to self daily. Got it. Um, and I got it. I got it up here. She explained it beautifully. Um, so I got it in there, but I did not get it in my heart until this conference when they spoke about dying to self daily and, and what you need to do to overcome that, to, to die to your own uh, flesh. And 
that was it was amazing that that feeling because I already knew it I already had it in my head what it was I've heard it it wasn't new but to have it in your heart and it's still marinating in me right now you know so I still haven't really fully got it but I feel it I feel it and I know what I need to do um, and we're gonna get there you know the Lord's gonna definitely help me work it out and we're gonna get to that point um, so leaving the conference um, it was it, it was even better it, I mean, you felt so good so full and still do just overcome with, with just the goodness that, that you've just received and so um, it, it was amazing and then our bonding that we had on the trip in the rooms in our breakout sessions with each other and um, our debriefs were amazing and the mentorship that we received uh, so if if next year you want to go and you know you're kind of worried that your first time you might not be for you it's for you. It's good. It's good. And, and you really have to have no expectations because the Lord's going to speak to you however he wants to speak to you. And if you're ready to receive, he's going he's to give it to you. And uh, I just feel like, uh, you know, I'm in my baby steps, you know, with my walk with the Lord and being with that many godly men, just the, the other seven in the vehicle, uh, I feel like my walk with the Lord has gotten that much further. And you know, truly blessed to be uh, in this congregation and with these mighty men uh, following this amazing pastor right here. So uh, that was my experience. So Summit uh, 2016, February 25th, 26th. Sign up. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Great, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chris and Crystal came to us. Uh, what about it? You guys have been here about a year and a half, I guess. And... Uh, just really hungry, as Christopher would say, hungry, hungry for the Lord. You know, and I, I just, uh, you guys are kind of like our poster children, man, I, I think. You, you just, uh, Crystal uh, came and, and started coming and received the Lord, and statistically, that is an, an anomaly for someone to, you're not that old, okay, but but if someone doesn't receive the Lord by the time they're a teenager, the chances of them ever receiving the Lord go down dramatically. And so she goes against that statistic and, and the fact that as an adult she received the Lord. And um, again, the thing I love about you guys is that you're just hungry for God. And you're just willing, you're, you're, you're trusting to, you know, I've talked to them on numerous occasions and, and, and I can tell they're kind of like a... a a calf looking at a new gate, you know, they're kind of like, I'm not sure about this, but, but they're willing to trust God, and they're willing to step out, and God has great plans for you, and, and I'm just so excited when I see people that are really hungry for God, and they're, they're like, okay, you know, I don't know this thing, I don't understand this thing, but I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to roll up my sleeves and get involved, and so I'm, I'm so pleased with you guys, and I know God has great plans for you, great plans. And they're thinking that uh, Chris is in the Coast Guard, that maybe they'll be moving, and my hope is that they will not move. But if they do, I, wanna, I expect to get a call from their pastor and say, man, I want to thank you. These guys are trained up. These guys are equipped. These are godly uh, people, godly family. So anyway, we don't want you to leave. So we want to continue to pour into you. And I want you guys on staff one day here at Life Fellowship.
All right, good deal. And last but not least is Mr. Chris Knatzer. Come on down. Say the best for last, man. <laughs> what you can't see here in this picture is the massive amount of skinny jeans. <laughs> Which was overwhelming to me. I'm, you know, I'm like, wow. <laughs> we need to, like Chris said, we need to do something about that. We need to change policies. So, so uh, but uh, it was, you know, it's my first time going. So, uh, it was, it was awesome and overwhelming. And like somebody said. Um, it's like sticking your mouth over a fire hydrant. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it was a, it was a, like a buffet. It was, a, it was, it was great, and uh, I really felt that the Lord was there and the Holy Spirit was there. Uh, these are great guys, and we have a great pastor. So, uh, it was just awesome. And uh, I encourage anybody that uh, needs to uh, needs to grow in their walk and uh, not be stagnant to go and uh, witness all these great speakers. And uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. What What do you think was the main thing that impacted you, Chris? Uh, if you could identify one, maybe two things. What, what do you think? Probably the Keep, uh, probably. The thing that I got out of the most was, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, do it by yeah, hand. yeah, no, 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 just keep that mic yeah. up. There you go, right there. That's good. But uh, probably the, the the thing that I got out of the most that the Lord was speaking to me was, as a man, it's hard to let your guard down. You think you can do everything yourself all the time, and uh, you know, iron does sharpen iron, and I think it says in Proverbs uh, that. If you want to be wise, walk with the wise men. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the Lord was speaking that to me. And, uh, you know, and you, what did the guy say, uh, the Tim Hess or Hoss? Tim Ross. Tim Ross. Yeah. He was saying that. He was kind of a Hoss. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he, he was, say like, it was pretty Hossy. He was, Tim Ross. But huh? you can go, the, you know, you'll go to the doctor and you'll tell your doctor all your problems. To a perfect stranger, you know, but you won't tell it to your brother in Christ, who is also going through that. And Satan, he magnifies the situation where you don't want to talk about it, and the Holy Spirit identifies the situation. So that was, uh, I was like, whoa, that's that's deep, man. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't contain that in those skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Need it, need to go. So, if uh, I think we bought, we got plenty of tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if by, I don't think it was by accident that we got as many tickets as we got. So, yeah. uh, praise God. Amen. Cliff, I mean, uh, Chris, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Uh, Chris and Emily, uh, Came came here probably a year or so ago and just really growing and and uh, I really love Chris I love your heart man I mean, just just uh, another guy that exemplifies servanthood and 
just a willingness to grow. And, and I, I really appreciate all these guys taking time out of their schedule, taking vacation time to go on this trip. And, and uh, somebody said, I don't remember who it was, I think you wives are going to be the recipients really of the blessings because these men are going to be changed. And, and I think you'll see that. And I also wanted to, to thank the wives that, uh, and the families that, that have allowed their husbands to go and be a part of this. Um, because I know there was sacrifice on, on that end as well. And, um, so I, I want to I thank you. And we had a couple of people step up and, and donate uh, to help support. And we were able to get a van and all go together and, and uh, help some people out financially on this trip. I wanted to share a couple of statistics, actually three statistics, I guess. If a child gets saved in the, in the family first, there's a 3.5% chance that the remaining family members of the family will get saved. So if a child gets saved, there's a 3.5% chance that the remaining members of the family will get saved. Um, if a mom gets saved, there's a 17% chance that the remaining family members will get saved. If the dad gets saved, it's a 93% chance. 93% chance that the remaining family will get saved. I remember I was, I had this visual in my mind when we pulled up in the van and opened the door. The Lucas kids and, and uh, Dylan was there and, and they, they, they were just like shining, just waiting for dad to come out of that van. And one of the things that, that was talked about on some level this weekend is, is that the role of the dad is so important. And we need to have that same expectation with our Heavenly Father. Knowing that He's a good dad and He loves us. And He wants to pour into us. He wants to protect us. He wants to lead us and guide us and bless us. And uh, we, I was, they, they, they presented at the conference. They said, listen, we're going to reserve 500 seats at, at $60 a, a, a man. And uh, you're going to have preferential seating. And I was talking with Jason. Jason said, well, I can get online and register right now. Because we got there a little early. And I thought, I want to get up there and, and get, get some, uh, get, you know, get in on that. And Jason said, well, I can go online and register right now. And so I said, all right. So he, uh, he said, well, I'd kind of like to see 30 men come next year. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's, let's shoot for 15, you know. So <laughs> Lord help me. Uh, oh, yeah, little faith. And so anyway, it's funny how it all worked out because Jason got on and, and it was trying to load and he's like, man, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's taking it. Let me just get out of that. And so then he got his iPad and, and he got online and, and set up for another 15. I get a call from Christine, you know, a few hours later. She's like, you, you guys have 30 men signed up to go. So uh, apparently both of those went through. So I'm like, all right, God, thank you. Thank you for covering me. But... But I really want us to, to, uh, to I'd like for more men than 30 to go next year. It's, it's really an amazing conference. 
and uh, it, it's really, really important. And what I wanted to do this morning is something a little different, too. I, I want all the men, I want all the men to come up to the front. Come on. Come on. Come on up here. Are we going to build a catapult? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to build a pyramid. Let, let's stand across the front here. And just line up across here. Just line up all across here. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How many is this? Yeah. Now, now I want you to look at these men. You know, there, there's a lot of strength represented here. Physical strength, spiritual strength. But, okay, now I want you guys to link arms. This, well, get in there somewhere. Yeah, okay, alright. Listen, this represents strength. This is the strength of this church. These guys are the leaders of this church. They're the leaders of the families. What is the church made of? It's made up of people and families. And, and so, I want you to look at this, because I want you to get a, a, a visual of these guys standing up here. These are the leaders of our homes. These are the leaders of this church. These are the leaders in the community. And so I want you to be praying for these guys. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do through Life Fellowship as we build the men of God and as we build strong families and we really, really get a heart for God's vision and purpose for us where we go out and change the world. Listen, 12 men change the world. These 30 guys, 40 guys, however, I don't know how many guys are up here. 27. All right. We're missing three. We need three more. <laughs> Listen, we can, change the, we can change the world. God has given us a huge vision to impact these communities, and it starts with changing our homes. Thanks, guys. Give my hand clap. All right. Thank you, man. So let me put another plug in for... Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. Men, you need to be here. We're, we're going to be talking about what well, we've been talking about, the things that will help us to develop to be godly men and leaders and lead our families strong and well. If you're here this morning, you don't have a relationship with the Lord, that's where it begins. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If there's anybody here this morning and you say, man, I, I don't have a relationship with the Lord. Or I had one at one point in time, but you know, I kind of walked away. And, and God is tugging on your heart this morning. Would you simply respond by raising your hand? I want to pray with you. Anybody here this morning? There's no shame in that. The shame would be to walk out of this building and not receive everything that the Lord has for you. Anybody here this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for men. I thank you for pouring into us and, and helping us to be the men of God that you called us to be. And Father, I thank you for wives that are patient, tolerant of us. 
that are submitted to you and submitted to their husbands, but also seek you and, and help us by giving us wisdom and counsel to keep us from doing some of the stupid things we might do otherwise. But Lord, I pray for these men. I pray for these women. I pray for these families, God. I pray that you would continue to pour into us and enrich us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Empower us, Lord God, with your great love. Give us a greater passion and desire and fire to connect with you on a greater level. And also, Lord, that we would have the same passion and desire to reach out to those who don't know you. Father, you've, you've given us a huge vision to not only impact these communities and, and these regions, but the, the globe all, all around the world. And it's going, to take, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take a lot more than what's here today to do that. And Father, I thank you for everyone here. I thank you for all of those who roll up their sleeves and, and get involved. I thank you especially for all of those that are yielding their lives and their hearts to you, Father, so that you can do amazing things through our lives, so that you can do amazing things in our marriages and our homes and and help us train up our children and grandchildren. Help us to be great mentors for those that are looking for the path to get to God. And we can say, follow me as I follow Christ. So I'm on the path. I found the path. I found the, the hope of Christ. And get on board and follow me and we'll go together. We'll link arms together. I thank you for those that have that heart. I thank you for everyone here today and I pray that you would continue to, to guide us and lead us and, and go before us as you blaze the trail and we simply follow you. In Jesus' name. I am so very excited about what the Lord is doing. And uh, there were eight or nine of us that went this year and next year I'm expecting 30, at least 30. And Men, I want you here Tuesday night at 7. I want you to be here. You need to be here. So with that, I'm going to release you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. The name above all names. God has called you to go and make a difference in this world. Now go out there and live it. Get with it. Uh, you know, I worked with a supervisor one time and, and we would have our safety meetings. And... Uh, I don't think this is a bad thing, uh, what I'm about to say. But he would, uh, uh, you know, we would have our safety meetings and he'd kind of go around to the room, you know, Mark, you have anything you want to add? And I'll just be safe. And he said, let's get hot. You know, get out there and get hot. I guess I mean get to sweating and get to work. I don't know what it meant. But he said, let's get hot. And those guys would take off and they'd do their tasks. Let's get hot for God, man. Let's get out there and share the love of Christ and make a difference. Will you do that? Yeah. Amen. You're dismissed. Blessings to you.